Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Finding Dorian. <laughs> That's the way I'm going with it. Finding right. Dorian, okay. That's all I can think about. I feel like it's kind of low-hanging fruit, but I'll go ahead and give it to you. I was thinking Dorian the Explorer year. It's close. A lot of low-hanging fruit today <laughs> on ESPN 690. Bro, that's not low-hanging fruit. That's bad. Door, finding door. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, no, mine at least is good. Like, mine might be low-hanging fruit, but it's at least I'm good. I'm not mad at Kuzas either. Dorian the Explorer. I mean, you can't really explore They explore in, yeah. but yeah. I didn't know this was going to be part of the show today. I would have did some homework for yeah, it. Yeah, you should have done homework, man. Yeah. you got to bring it every day here in Action Sports Jackson. I on guess ESPN so. 690. I guess oh, so. Oh, baby. Some places are out of water. I don't. Here's the one thing you got to be a little careful of. Every, uh, we talked a little bit about hurricane and mm-hmm. the tropical storms and everything else. And then now you got to be a little bit careful because you don't want to, like, uh, take anything lightly. So, I mean, although it's, it seems a bit dramatic at times, like the shells are already out of water. This thing's coming Monday, potentially. Yeah. People are getting ready. But I heard, like, down near us, the Walmart, uh, the Publix, the this, the that, everything's like. And, and you almost, like, in private conversation, like, what in the world? Like, we've been through this before. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you never want to take them lightly, man. That, that track looks pretty good right now uh, for Sunday night into Monday. And from a sports standpoint, uh, uh, well, really, let me tell you, from a, a weather standpoint, as I was just down there with uh, Mike Barsh, Garrett Biedenbaugh, First Alert Weather on CBS 47 and Fox 30, uh, you can pay close attention to everything. Uh, get the uh, First Alert Weather app. Uh, Burrish is all over it with tracking, uh, the tropics and on WOKV, the FM side right here on the radio side, they'll keep you updated on everything going on, uh, with Dorian because now this has become a big, a huge story and, and it's going to be a player, uh, all week long and all weekend long and into early next week. And now from a sports standpoint, you kind of wonder, okay, what are they going to do with Florida State and Boise State? What are they going to do with some high school? Because people err on the side of caution, and they have to, and they should, uh, because you can't go on the other side. There's no coming no, back from no. the other side. So uh, while it does seem sound ridiculous at times, wait a minute, it's coming Monday. Could there be potential for high school football to be canceled? I say, well, it doesn't make sense that there would be, but you're also going to be very cautious. So we'll keep our eye on high school football. And in the Florida State-Boise State, I don't think it's about the game. It's really about getting people out, like from uh, from a traveling standpoint. I mean, Boise State's got to go back. All their fans have to go back. Mm-hmm. Florida State has to leave on Saturday. So if if this thing continues to intensify and all that, uh, where do they fall on the Boise State-Florida State game? It would be really interesting to watch over the next, I'd say, 24 hours or so. I think the city has said they'll make uh, more of a decision and probably a, a, a finite decision by uh, late afternoon or early evening on Thursday, along with officials from Florida State and Boise State. But now it becomes something to keep an eye on. We're getting good at this now. I mean, this is like five, the last five years we've had three of these things that, that upset the schedules of sports. And, and obviously uh, some of these have caused pretty good damage. People have had to evacuate. Um, if one one thing for sure, we are getting a little bit better at, at uh, handling a hurricane. Or yeah. a tropical storm, because uh, it's been happening quite frequent, frequently uh, in the last handful of years. So that being said, did you get your water? Do you have your plans for the weekend? Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I'm evacuuating to Columbus, Ohio for the next few days. Yeah, we have we have, <laughs> we have no plan in place right now. Um, that's kind of like the t- typical lane fashion, I guess. <laughs> I respect that. Mom was supposed to fly, well, my mom's supposed to fly in on Saturday, and that's uh, I'm texting her right now to kind of get a plan in place with that as well, because... 
all things considered now, I think uh, getting a flight into Jacksonville, especially trying to leave on Monday, probably isn't going to happen. So she was just coming for a couple of days. Yeah, coming to hang out. So uh, we're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. She's like a 48 hour. Oh, Stop she's by. She, she's all about it. Yeah, I mean, she, I it's like she lives down the road. I know. I told her to come in on Friday, come in on the show and hang out. Yeah. But no, no, she's uh, she's coming in on Saturday. She doesn't like me. Maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah that, or Coos. That yeah, well, that's probably more of a Coos thing than a Brett Martin thing. But no, we don't really have a plan in place yet. If worse comes to worse, my wife's uh, family, they have a condo in Bradenton that we can go to. Okay. So that's, that's what we've done in the past as yeah. well. If, if it's up to me, I'm, I'm staying and trying to ride it out. But having a four-year-old, not obviously the, the, the best you know, probably call. So. Yeah, you gotta have, uh, you gotta make plans. Uh, you know, yeah. especially depending on where you live. If you live near the beach, you really gotta make plans. You know, it, what else is interesting about this? We have family out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have family out of town in the state of Florida, but I mean, we, it's, it's Steph and the kids and me here. Everybody else is out of town. Mm-hmm. So this is the time now, like I will get my mom calling. I'll get my sisters calling and they'll see that track on the weather channel yeah. from afar. And, and what they see is, now a category three. It was even just the the one, and then the two, and then up to a three. Mm-hmm. And they'll see Jacksonville like on the map. Sure. And they forget that Jacksonville is a city in Florida. It's not the entire state. <laughs> so they'll start like yeah. calling me and yeah. being like, "Oh, are you okay? What's going on there? Like, is there... <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's sunny out. Yeah, it's beautiful <laughs> it's, right it's now. It's beautiful, it's fantastic. And it's coming on for on Monday. Okay? Yeah, exactly. So settle down and call me Sunday night to yep. see if I've. But lock the doors and and barred the windows. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm starting to see the the trend too. Like uh, you know, week zero now it's cat three. You got a cat three coming in. <laughs> yes. Just say category. Just add the extra syllable. All yeah, right. Yeah. It's a category three. Don't gotta call it a cat three. It's all good. Yeah. There are some cool words though in the in hurricane lingo. Really? Like uh, wind shear. Okay. That's good. I, I like that. I still have no idea what wind it is. Wind shear. I yeah. like cone of uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, the cone has become the thing. Yeah. What, are, what is right? the cone of uncertainty? Well, the cone is like that. You know, the, the cone the that eye? they show, you know how they show the track? Okay. Uh, on the Weather Channel. Sure, Well, yeah. then they show this red, like, where cone is what they call it, where it could kind of w- wiggle. Okay. Or you could, really what that is, is where you could feel impact or effect from it. It doesn't necessarily mean that's where it's going. It's not sure. the, the actual track. Yeah. But that thing usually spans... Maybe the entire state sometimes. The cone of uncertainty. But the cone of uncertainty is like, if you're in the cone, man, Sure. look out. Okay. Go by water. I got you. So that's kind of the way it works. Okay. But anyway, uh, there will be a lot of Dorian, finding Dorian. Talk. <laughs> you're, really, you're really proud with that one. Is that the one we're going to go with? I really do. But Finding see, Dorian. Yeah, like I can say it. Like the, yeah. our people can't say it, but I can no, say I it. No, yeah, like, I hear you. I actually said the, it. I the meteorologist saying that. Yeah, I got off TV last night. I was like, can we just like. Can we put like this big wall behind us, like a Finding Dorian thing? Here's like, the thing, really though. <laughs> I can see like the, I can see the Weather Channel doing like Finding Dorian, like you know, like in a serious tone. And if that's the case, Brent, we're suing because you came up with that yeah, first. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I want to trademark that now. We have it on record. And hey, that's mine, Cantori. Hashtag Finding Dorian. All right. And mine, Burrish. Uh, all right, let's talk some sports. Let's uh, do hey, it. we're a day away from a game. Yeah. The final one, and. Uh, I think it is necessary to talk about some roster spots, and you'll do more of this tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I want to at least brush over some key spots. Where, and are we missing anything? Once again today, Doug Marone said, hey, we feel good about A.J. Can, and we feel good about Will Richardson at right guard. So uh, that shows me there's not a lot of separation 
where are they going to go? You said all along, hey, we should go with uh, the bigger guy. Nothing against AJ Kane, but the bigger guy. You like that? You like the body the same size level. of Will Richardson? Yeah, I mean, if, if they're playing on the same level right now and like they're, they're on the field plays pretty much exactly the same, then yeah, then I would start going for the bigger dude. But if AJ Kane's playing better, well then I'm going AJ Kane. Yeah, and then the tight end situation is interesting. Like, who is getting the playing time? Does Ben Koyak make the roster? Charles Jones? I think they like this guy a bit. You know, Charles mm-hmm. Jones to me was just a name on the roster, but I do think think they've kind of waited out this most recent injury, and I think it could come down to Koyak and Jones and where they feel a comfort level. Uh, now, I do think Koyak, because they know him so well, probably helps his cause. Also, the fullback capability of being able to block if you want that, he has that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But he obviously has had many a chance to really position himself better than where he's positioned, and he hasn't. Uh, ben Koyak hasn't. The receivers, I just don't know how many they're going to keep. And if they you know, so let's assume they keep six because that makes the competition fun. Sure. You know, and is it Terrell Pryor? Is it uh, Tyree Brady? Is it Trey McBride? Is it C.J. Moore? You know, another one. It's funny, right, how this works. If you think about the month of August, start out with, like, with Terrell Pryor, right? Hands oh, yeah. I was, I was campaigning for him all, all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, number 19, Tyree Brady starts making plays in the first 10 days of camp. Yep. And Brady gets a chance in the first preseason game and he misses an opportunity and then he sits out the second game and he really has been quiet well in comes trey mcbride in the first preseason game and even in the second preseason game and him and gardner Minshew seem to have a nice little rapport going mm-hmm. so you see number 88 all over the field well now all of a sudden if you really look at the numbers quietly a guy like cj board who's been uh kind of uh around the nfl he's not a young young guy he's been around i think three or four years bounced around some different teams well, now he's the guy that might have the upper hand in terms of production if they're going to go that sixth spot. Now, Terrell Pryor, to me, still comes back into play. But his lack of special teams, like you've talked yeah. about, his his injury prone, he is injury prone. Mm-hmm. So that has to put a little uh, uh, black mark against him. I don't know what they're going to do there. And that's if they keep a sixth. We got to remember, too, also, price remember, Brent's going to be a little higher. Price will be higher Pryor. for Terrell Pryor. And it, but he's so different than what they have. See, all those guys I just said, the Bradys, the McBrides, the, the boards, they, they kind of look like the same player. Mm-hmm. And the Jags have some of those guys. They don't have anybody that looks like Terrell Pryor. They really don't. Yeah. I mean, they don't make some. They don't make people that look like Terrell Pryor at the wideout position very much. Yeah. He's a big physical guy, and I think he also allows him to do the Jacksonville special, which means <laughs> he can throw the football to uh, Nick Foles. Yeah. I keep him just for that. So I, I guess the, the question comes. I mean, how valuable is he going to be though? Like, I get it. You keep him on the roster, okay. But then it doesn't mean he's going to suit up every single week either because he's not a special teams guy. So I feel like. He's like a situational guy when the red zone comes around. Like, to, to me, Brent, he reminds me of, of, of like a poor man's Alshon Jeffrey with the way the Eagles use Jeffrey. You know, Alshon Jeffrey's kind of a big guy. He's also a speedster, too. He's obviously faster length than Terrell Pryor. But, like, uh, Alshon Jeffrey had a lot of success in the Eagles because they could just kind of throw it up and Jeffrey can, can go get it. And what I saw in training camp a little bit and what I saw in OTAs was Terrell Pryor kind of fitting that mold a little bit. Now, that hasn't translated to the preseason games at all. I'm not sure what the plan is going to be coming up this Thursday, if he's going to play or not. I would assume he's going to play because we haven't seen anything really on him, Brent. Like, it's just... it's You're it's, going off a resume and a familiarity with DiFilippo. Well, you know? let's take a look at the resume, though. You know, I mean, he had maybe one or two 
pretty good seasons. The rest, yeah. Well, you know, I meant the resume you're looking at that year with the Filippo. Oh, I, I got That's you. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And you're looking at wait, you're looking at the program because you really don't have much to go. No, exactly. And it made a nice two yard catch the other day. Yeah, but if you're trying to go off just stats alone, I mean, I don't think Trell Pryor has the stats to just be like, you know what? He 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 got like one preseason game, had a catch. He's good to go. I mean, I think he's still got to prove himself. I think a lot of people have to prove themselves. So I get that you know he's a vet and he's a big bodied guy. But if you're trying to make the team, especially as a guy who's going to cost more to keep, number one, at the wide receiver position compared to some of the, the, the guys that are younger, and then number two, a guy that's not going to play any special teams at all, I think you have to shine out a little bit. Yeah, and we haven't seen that. Yeah, what do they do at the backup running back spot? Who else do they keep on the offensive line? And are there any big battles really happening on the defensive side of the ball? Or is this team pretty much set, especially with Quincy Williams coming back and maybe yeah. play? Do you play him tomorrow night? Let's go a little bit more strategy about this game on Thursday as a look to now what is, what are we, 11 days away? Mm-hmm. 11 days away from the opener? Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby! 11 days away from the Chiefs and Jags. Fired up about that. Any Ohio State fans out there? You should be fired up because I've got an Ohio State player on the show today. Conversation with one of the Buckeyes. It's coming up. Ryan O'Halloran will join us. Talk all things NFL. That's at the top of the hour, 4 o'clock. Marcel Robinson stops by. He was at the lunch and hope he got free food today. Uh, all on the way. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. There's a lot of spots that are competitive. There's a lot of things that we still need to see from players. And had that discussion and conversation with them this morning uh, that, that John and I are, are looking for. And uh, the coaches are looking for to, to continue to improve. It's an opportunity to go out there and, and get better in, in a game in a live setting. That's Mike Rabel, Tennessee Titans head coach. Everybody going through it this time of year. One eye on the opener, another eye on the roster, and the cuts come Saturday afternoon where your final roster uh, needs to be decided down to 53 from 90. Of course, 10 practice players, practice squad players. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into it. Who will the Jags pick up? Who will get waived? Will there be anybody out there? Uh, let's talk about a little bit of that from a depth standpoint and what else there is to keep an eye on tomorrow night or at least on Saturday when the roster gets trimmed. We already talked a little bit about that right guard spot. They at least have two bodies there. You know, somebody else asked me, says, oh, wow, that offensive line. I said, here's the deal with the offensive line. And this one I've been on the roller coaster about, right? I spent all off season saying I'm not as worried Fine. about the offensive line as everybody else is. It is built. <laughs> it is built. And then I'm not. Uh, then all of a sudden I got as panicked as everybody else because nobody was healthy. Mm-hmm. Didn't look like Cam Robinson would be ready. Didn't look like Jawan Taylor was ready. Didn't look like and Andrew Norwell even missed some time. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm on your. I'm on the bandwagon. Well, I'm a little bit back to, and, and this might be fool's gold. But I'm a little bit back to on the offensive line. Okay, that's not a top priority for me anymore. I I think I'm fine. Now, how good they are is different than how I feel. How good they are in terms is debatable. But if you really look at them, they got Cam Robinson only played six snaps. I I think he has a lot more work to do to feel comfortable in getting back. The Abnor, well, I mean, gosh, you paid him a ton of money. Hopefully he earns at least a little bit of it this year. Because he didn't last year, and he's been hurt. I mean, you got to get good play out of Andrew Norwell, or that was a complete waste of money. Mm-hmm. Brandon Linder, I think he's going to be fine. He's just got to hold up. He's 
he looks like he's in the best shape he's ever been in. And I don't know that for sure, but he talked about with us doing Pilates and doing, I think he kind of reinvented himself a little bit to try to stay healthy. Hopefully it works. You have two guys that can play right guard and you have Jawan Taylor who really looked good against the Dolphins. Now that's the Dolphins, but they look good against the Dolphins in the first half. The other day, I think there's a quiet confidence about what Jawan Taylor does. That doesn't mean he's going to be perfect in the Pro Bowl and, and, and all this stuff, but I think there's a comfort level. And then to add to that, so that's six guys I just named because of, of Richardson and Can. Well, you add to that, there there are the mainstays, right? There are the Shatleys and the Wells. And I know what you're yeah. saying. It's like, oh, God, Shatley. Well, the bottom line is at least those guys have been around. At least they have experience. And now their bodies that are also healthy, it looks like. And, and who knows? Wells might not even make the team. Maybe they let them go. But so I'm bringing up seven or eight offensive linemen. Oh, and a boy, he but a boy, he is banged up. So yeah. I'm bringing up seven or eight offensive linemen, maybe even a ninth that you're like, OK, outside of boy, he they're healthy. Uh, how good they are, I don't know. But every offensive line in the NFL asks that question for the most part. Yeah. Everybody but probably two or three or maybe four of them. Yeah, it's not like in the NFL where it's like a defensive line where they have, you know, like the, the, the starting defensive line and then like the Jaguars where they have quality depth at a lot of positions. That's not the case for a lot of teams in the NFL on the offensive line. You know, I mean, I think if, if it's safe to say if any NFL team, if their left tackle goes down, there's going to be some problems, right? And I think that's one position of the offensive line where you kind of have to keep your, you know, your, your ears to the ground a little bit to see through these cuts and everything. If there is maybe a veteran that gets released, uh, that maybe the Jaguars could bring on. But as I'm looking the, from the depth top to bottom, I'm not too worried about it, Brent. I think with the emergence of Cam Robinson now recovering from that knee injury, um, Jawan Taylor showed me all he needed to show already. You know, I mean, it's like I said, go and give that guy like an Aunt Jemima pancake uh, sponsorship <laughs> endorsement kind of deal because like the, the dude's playing, uh, or he's already playing with some bad intentions, pancaking dudes nonstop. I like that. I love, That'd be I love cool the if intensity. He's really good, man. Well, especially, That'd be good. especially from the right tackle spot, right? I mean, that's a twitch one out of a right tackle. And it's so crazy because he's so calm and collected off the field he's kind of a stylish dude as well which is <laughs> super rare for an offensive lineman so it, you yeah, know the man it, purse out in orlando oh, they, don't, they, don't, don't call it a man purse though right you're not supposed to i wouldn't call it a man purse in front of him what is it uh satchel it's a okay. satchel satchel you know indiana jones didn't care a purse that get me like indiana a punch jones in the face a satchel I, I he probably wouldn't be impressed with that okay yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't hey, know what other way to describe it. I'm just it. trying to help you out, man. I feel like we just went through like the Hangover movie. Like we just yeah, had that exactly. exact interaction. Yeah. Can I just ask you something about the uh, satchel? Thank you. <laughs> What's up, man? Why the hell is that a fashionable thing? Uh, because you don't want to put things in your pockets. I don't think it's. I think it's more functional than anything. Like a fanny pack. I mean, I get fanny packs get made fun of, but you ever been on the beach and you, you have your board shorts on and stuff? Sometimes I wish I had a fanny pack. Sometimes I wish it was socially acceptable to wear a fanny pack. But you know what's in right now, Brent? I'm going to clue in a little bit, man. What's and that? Maybe you need to get one of these. So, so the like Republic a, tonight. The, the, this is it's like a European thing that's really in right now, um, and it's starting to make its way over to the states. How I know this is in, I have no idea. But you know, sometimes I have my ear to the ground when it comes to fashion. Late at night, YouTuber. Oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Twitch. Uh, so it's a fanny pack, sure. Brent, and I'm not sure what the name is. It's a fanny pack, but it goes over like your chest. I'm sure you've seen them. They're they're like a little. It's like a little, I guess you'd call it like a reverse backpack kind of thing. So like the pouch is in the front, okay. and then it straps onto your shoulders. You know what I'm talking about, Coos? I do. It looks weird, but yeah. It looks kind of cool, though. I mean, I, I would rock one. I, I just think it's the, functional. Uh, you see when Nike came out with the fanny pack flip-flops? 
They were like flip flops, no. but on the front of them they had like little fanny packs so you could. But like you say, it's functional. Like what yeah. are you put? Like in my pocket, I have my wallet, yeah. my phone, yep. and my keys. Okay. And maybe I even carry a sharpie for autographs. Okay. That's it. Okay. Like what do you need? I mean, depending who we're talking about, like if, women need. Th- if you're an offensive lineman, if you're an offensive lineman, probably a, th- a tin of chew because I feel like every offensive lineman chews. There's two back pockets for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you chew. Yeah, your, your keys, like you mentioned, credit cards, uh, wallet. You credit card. Yeah, you credit card. So I don't know, <laughs> cell phone, uh, GoPro. I don't, don't know, forget. Man. Don't forget. <laughs> pants are getting tighter and tighter every well, that's day. Fair. Yeah. That's so, a good point. Like my wallet on those tight pants probably looks, wouldn't yeah. fit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's weird. I'm just saying. Don't go up to a 6'5 guy uh, who's like 315, 20 pounds, like 10% body fat, and tell him that he's wearing a man purse, okay? That, that's all I'm going to say. Good I'm trying to help you out, man, but you do whatever you want to do. That was more ignorance than uh, assault, okay? <laughs> Brent's about to get blocked. It was not a character assassination. Brent's about to be blocked, Although yeah. I do wonder why this is fashionable. There are some yeah. things that I will... I'll tell you what. Here's another one. I was thinking of this the other day. Okay. When, like, why are even tight jeans fashionable? Like why is this? Why does everybody want to wear things that are so tight? Uh, I feel like it would be so uncomfortable. I guess you just want to show off that progress in the squat rack, right? I guess that's more of that. Like yeah. I mean, because you can only get away with it is if you're if you're fit, probably. No, you'd be surprised. No, I said you could only get away with it. I didn't say you could. Okay, I got you. I didn't say you couldn't try it. There's a lot of skinny dudes out there, man, that that like to rock those skinny jeans as well. I don't know. I I don't know, man. Fashion is just bizarre. Fashion's crazy. It is, man. You you just have to adapt, Brent. Get younger, dude. Start wearing crop tops. Well, that's that's a little aggressive. Isn't that what players are doing, though? Crop tops? Yeah. Didn't Zeke do that for a while? Zeke wears that underneath his pads. Yeah, but we're I thought he would, like, wear it all the time. No, the I NBA guys are the worst. The NBA Russell guys are unbelievable. Well, I, dude, so kick, I, it's between Russell Westbrook and Cam Noon. I hate to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I mean, what is Cam, this? Here's the thing with Cam Noon, though. And listen, I'm a fan, okay? I respect Cam Noon. Dude, but you're, like, 6'5", 240, rocking something that somebody that's, like, 6 feet, you know, 150 pounds would be wearing. You know? So it's just, when you see a guy that big dressing yeah. like that crazy... You're kind of taken back by it. Like the crazy shoes, some of the jewelry, I get it. You got a lot yeah. of money. Like, it, it makes sense. Some of the other stuff just makes zero sense. It's like some second grade kid put yep. this outfit together and said, wear it. And yep. you said, okay, I will. Do you know what we should This is going to turn into a segment. We, we need to do the Cam Newton fashion breakdown every single week that he plays. Because you know every week he goes to press conferences, it's something crazy. Absolutely does. we got to do that. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to know who inspires it, though. Is it these guys, or are they being told to wear it? Mm. Like, Cam's got his own fashion line. Like, he's yeah. got his own suits and everything else. Sure. But I just wonder if it's it's everybody else. We got way off. This is not how you build the Jags roster, by the way. But somehow we got on this. That was your fault, man. <laughs> Talking bad about John Taylor. Uh, that okay. was on you. One last one on the offensive side. Hit me with it. Behind Fournette, do you think it's still a mystery of where they go? Who's even their number two guy? Who's their number three guy? Blue's been hurt. Um, Armstead had the concussion. I mean, very unreliable behind Leonard Fournette right now. So... Here's the thing about the third down backs. There will be some available when the cuts are out. And I wonder if the Jaguars do pursue a third down back. Because if you look at the John D. Filippo offense, Brent, number one, love to throw the tight ends. Well, as far as the tight ends are concerned right now, I'm not sure how much upgrading they can really do to that spot, right? I mean, I think with what you have is what you have right now. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. Josh Oliver comes back week one and they're ready to roll. Number two, where they like to throw to? 
the running backs. And you've seen that with, I think, Fournette has, you know, upped his, uh, his targets, as they say, as receiving lingo. He's got a lot more targets even in the preseason, and you're probably going to see a lot more targets this year during the regular season. But who's going to be behind him? You know, and, and I think that's where you need that change of pace back. And listen, we, we, we've seen Armstead in the backfield catch a couple balls, but I don't know if he has, like, you know, like the, the twitchiness, um, to get open and, and to, you know, try to create some space. Uh, Thomas Rawls, you kind of know what he gives you. I thought Devontae Mays, uh, coming from the Packers, you know, gave you a little bit of change of pace, but it's not what you want, man. You, you, you don't have you that, want true that slasher. Guy. So, uh, listen. I still think Rawls has about like a quickness to him that looks well, a little different than the other guys, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. You got Seattle stuck in our, our minds, and that's the yeah. way he was. So the, the, the Eagles have about ten of them on their depth that they can't keep well. So I would keep in track of who, who the Eagles are going to cut. Uh, there should be a change of pace back out there, providing us with the wanting attack, which I assume they would want to get that position locked up. By the way, the Eagles are a good way to go on that, right? Because well. Foles, yep. <laughs> DiFilippo, absolutely, kind of running something a little similar yep. up there in uh, the city of brotherly love. We'll keep our eye on it. It's uh, we're not done talking about it, but we'll keep our eye on it the next really seventy-two hours. I'm not talking about Dorian. I'm talking about the Jags <laughs> roster. They have to make cuts by Saturday. Who do they pick up? Who do they let go? Well, we have surprise cuts. We'll get into that. We still have a few more days of the week to go uh, before that day hits. Big preseason game tomorrow for a lot of players. I know it's not big on the outside perception, but for so many players, this is really a a big moment. Hey, someday, could a guy like Sean Wade make it to the NFL? Might be on track. Ohio State Buckeye, former Trinity Christian Conqueror. Star from Jacksonville. A conversation with the Buckeye coming up next. Welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And let's say hello to an Ohio State Buckeye who hails from Jacksonville Trinity Christian. There's a pipeline all of a sudden from Trinity Christian to Columbus, Ohio. Right now, Sean Wade joins us, former Trinity Christian conqueror and now a defensive back nickelback for the Ohio State Buckeyes who start the season Saturday against Lane Kiffin in Florida Atlantic. How you doing, Sean? Nice to catch up with you, man. What's up? What's up? I'm doing good. Good. And, uh, boy, you got some Jacksonville guys up there. Marcus Crowley uh, running back from Trinity Christian. Tyreek Johnson, of course, uh, from Trinity Christian. What is up with the pipeline? Who knows who? Or are you doing all the recruiting? Um. You can say my people doing our recruiting. I ain't down there a lot, but um, we do we have a little pipeline coming through. So keep keep we gotta keep it going. Has that made things more comfortable for you or or for Tyreek or even Marcus, who's now in his freshman year? I mean, does that does that help things? Oh, help things. Um, they just made the best decision for them. It's it's really don't make nobody comfortable because you gotta get comfortable wherever you go. Okay, it's just the best decision for them. Yeah, no doubt. Give us a sense of how comfortable you are. Uh, obviously, third year up there in, in Columbus, Ohio. You, you're enjoying it, and and now it looks like you're battling for some uh, playing time as this season gets going. Uh, what's it like for you? You having fun? I'm having fun. It's, it's kind of cold tonight. <laughs> it's getting chilly quick. So. What uh, what's it been like? The experience. Uh, obviously, you guys have gone through some things with coaching changes, but what's just the whole student life? Columbus, big university. Is it everything you thought it would be? Uh, it's, it's everything and more. It's just a lot of things here that maybe want to come here with Coach Meyer and Coach Kong. Both of them moved on to better things, but but they they got replaced by some great players. I mean, great coaches. 
Yeah, you know, everybody seems to talk about the Ohio State offense all the time. Uh, what do you guys have on the defensive side? Uh, how's your defense look this year? Uh, we're looking very well this year. Um, we got a couple linebackers and DBs that's behind us. That's going to be really good. So. What is, have things calmed down for all of you now that, you know, you went through the whole Urban Meyer stuff and, and it was kind mm-hmm. of, you know, a lot of distractions and, and, you know, whether, whether you want to deal with that or not, you almost have to deal with that stuff. What's it mm-hmm. like now in your football program now that, uh, this is Coach Day's team and, and things have moved forward? I've uh, been a couple of changes. Not really. Coach Day is a great coach. Um, Coach Meyer put a great coach for us. Uh, so, because he's going to do, do do his thing and just, you just got to keep it rolling. What do you like about Columbus? What do I like about Columbus? Yeah. Mm, the fan, the atmosphere here, it's just, it's different from back home. Um, what could I really say for real? It's just, it's different. Like, everybody's friendly up here and, and they know the Buckeyes. Like, it's crazy. Listen, man, I went to school up there, not at Ohio State, but in the area. <laughs> and I get to, that's all anybody cares about up there is Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Yeah. I mean, you better yeah, what? Definitely. You go to the grocery store, you go to the bathroom, they want to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely everywhere. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty cool. What's it like playing at the horseshoe? At the horseshoe? That atmosphere is crazy. It's so crazy. Those fans be rocking. For real. It's it just crazy. It's, it's Especially on night games, it's, it's, it's very crazy. Hey, we uh, down here, obviously, you know, uh, you get the Florida-Georgia, mm-hmm. Georgia-Florida rivalry, one of the best uh, rivalry games, neutral site games in the country, mm-hmm. hands down. But you play in Ohio State-Michigan. What, yeah. How different is that game than maybe all the rest of them that you play? It's just it's, it's a different vibe. Since, since back in the days when Eddie George and I was playing, like fights and everything breaking out. We we just we really hate the team up north, and that, that's if you're gonna come here, you gotta you gotta you gotta believe that. Well, you guys have certainly done a good job of that. Ohio State's had the upper hand over Michigan, and uh, we'll see what happens again uh, this year. What are your expectations this year? It sounds like you're going to have an increased role in this defense. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, what are your expectations? What what's a good year for Sean Wade in 2019? Do you set some goals for yourself? I got some goals for myself, but we got mostly team goals. We, we're trying to beat that, what was the Gary, Garyon and Marshawn class, like the picks and stuff they had. So that's that's our goals for team, for How much do you still keep track of what's going on back here, Trinity Christian, and stay in touch with the program? I know you can't get back here a lot, but uh, mm-hmm. are, are you looking what they do every Friday night? Are you keeping uh, track of guys like Fred Davis and Miles Brooks who are headed to Georgia Tech and Clemson and trying to be the next Sean Wades of the world? Uh, yeah. Do you keep keep uh, pay attention to it? Well, I pay attention to it. My brother still plays on the team, so I, I, I have to pay attention to it. But uh, I'm an alumni for them. I'm always paying attention to it. Yeah, your brother, I think he's banged up a little bit, right? Yeah, he um he's hurt, but he's, he'll be back soon. Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, now, you told me you're rooming with Tyreek Johnson. What's that like? Uh, you bringing him along? I mean, you guys having some fun? Oh, we definitely having some fun. <laughs> That's a brother for life for real. That's awesome. Uh, well, you make sure you tell him hello. I, I've got to ask you about something else that I, I was not aware of, but I heard mm-hmm. that you did an externship at the WWE mm-hmm. headquarters in Orlando. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it was that this past summer or two summers ago. It was, it was this summer. This summer. Oh, tell us all about yeah. it, man. Everybody loves the wrestling. You a big wrestling guy? Uh, I was back in the day, not not now, but but back in the day, yeah. So what was that like? What did you do? 
Um, so when we got down there, it's in it's based in Orlando, and I I really didn't know that. It's like in the, they got this little place in Orlando, but um, we just really like went and like just saw all the jobs that that they have there, and it, it was a nice little thing. Went with a couple players on my team, and we just got to relax and talk to talk to some relatives. All right, no wrestling future though, more of a football future, <laughs> here, right? Yeah, sir. <laughs> uh, hey, are you a Jags fan? Um, not really. I'm not a. I'm really not an NFL fan. I just watch football. Oh, well, you better keep an eye on that NFL, man. Hopefully, you make it there someday. Uh, do, yeah, how sir. about players wise? Do you pay attention to guys like Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, the fantastic duo they have oh, here yeah. in Jacksonville? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I watch both of their friends. Very good. Oh, so you're studying. You're even studying yeah, up on guys to. that are good. What, what can you pick up to. from from guys watching film that might be even at the next level? Just different techniques they have. Everybody have a different technique based on your size, your length, and speed. Some some DBs are good at press man, bell man, or it's different types. But but just taking away and trying to put that in my game. All right. Uh, hey, how how fired up are you guys about the opener? Uh, something about that football finally being kicked off after all this work yeah. you guys have put in the off season. That we've been working since January, so we just got to show it on the field. All right. Hey, make sure you tell Tyreek hello. Tell Marcus Crowley hello. I saw some video of him, man. He was looking pretty good. Oh, yeah. He's looking good, man. All right. Uh, good luck this season. And, hey, I'll see you at the Horseshoe on Saturday. I'll be there for that one. Ohio State, FAU. Have a good game on Saturday. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Sean Wade uh, hanging out with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, former Trinity Christian Conqueror. Hey, everybody, Trey Wingo from Golik and Wingo. I feel like this show just got a whole lot cooler. Marcel Robinson is in studio. You're listening to Action Sports Jacks with Fred Martineau and Austin Lane on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Yeah, you should get some of those shades, Trey. Action Sports Jacks, Marcel Robinson joins the crew. First time he's heard that. Well, See, he doesn't is. stop up very often. No, he doesn't. Doesn't want to be a radio star. And, and it's, unfortunately, he hasn't stopped up uh, about 20 minutes ago because we were talking about a little fashion, and that Brent called uh, Juwan Taylor's clutch. Well, I would call it. See, I feel like a clutch is kind of a feminine kind of term, too. A clutch is something you have in a car. No, a clutch is also like a purse, Brent. <laughs> Step your game up a little bit. But Brent called it a man purse, and I try to tell him that's not what you want to call a grown man. Like I NFLs. said, I didn't do it. It wasn't a character assassination, no. at least no, for yet. Sure. It was more just ignorance. Yeah. I didn't know what else to call it. I mean, from what do, you, what do you make of the man purse? I mean, it's a, I just call it a bag. Okay. I don't. Have, I'm, I'm not a fan of them. I don't have one. Sure. But if I'm around, like I have some friends that have these quote-unquote bags satchels so, yes yeah, satchels so i just called them a bag okay I, and what i was saying is i don't get it like i just don't get it man <laughs> from, like from a functionality standpoint though brent is correct it is a man purse oh okay but oh. in terms of if you're around said player i would recommend that you just call it a bag yeah so you thought functionality wise that's why yeah. you were it's I'm not a functionality, a functionality thing not. it's a it's a fashion statement that's it has true. zero to do with functionality i'm a book bag guy so so am i I but like see, but bags. some people would argue that book bags are for people that are in like high school. Once you get out of high school, you have to wear like a like the briefcase kind of thing. Yeah, that has not oh. changed for me. Oh no, well, I, 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 I should I'm say a, I should say backpack all day. It did change for me. Like it wasn't. I didn't necessarily have a a brief. I guess you would call it a briefcase, but it well, was you more know what I'm a saying. Bag. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like you're. Like, a, like I'm rolling out hundred thousand dollars yeah. in a briefcase, you sure. know, one of those type of things. But it was more of a bag briefcasey looking thing, kind of professional looking. Yes. Well, yes. then I just went to the. 
Now I'm like a kid in school again. Yeah, yeah. And so am I, man. That's okay. If you walk down downtown at, in between the hours of like noon and two, you'll see dozens, if not close to a hundred, you know, businessmen walking down the street with book bags. On. Oh, book cool. Bags, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's just the way to go. I think there's yeah. more room in them. You know what's craziest? When I was in school, wasn't a backpack kid. Like I same. didn't have anything. What? I just same. carried my books. Oh, oh the same bread. way. I had like one of those the little string bags, like the mesh ones. Yeah, I remember I because I refused <laughs> to carry a book bag. Yeah, I did. I did not want to be the guy carrying Why? the book bag. I don't know. I don't know wow, if it was like, I don't, don't want to be following the lead. I don't know if it was like, you, you're just a rebel, man. It was just like a win in my own mind. You're I don't a rebel. Know. <laughs> yeah. I was the same Working way. on my guns. <laughs> going against the grain. Uh, Heavy guess. books. <laughs> I do remember at times though, like there were some, like, times it's walking down books, the hall, man. man. I had like five books. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> see, yeah, see I, was, I, was, I was a rebel in the sense of, I would just tell my teachers in high school, the worship book wouldn't fit in my bag. Oh. I just wouldn't have it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. Uh, I don't get the um, satchel, man, bird, man bag, man <laughs> clutch, and clutch, anything. Uh, do want to thank Sean Wade for coming on, Ohio State Buckeye. Uh, thought or two more on him. He was our 2016 Player of the Year on the Friday Night Blitz. Good for I had to ask these guys. I forget. I was like, I think he was a Blitz Player of the Year. I actually, <laughs> this is how big the award is for him. I said, hey, you were a Blitz Player of the Year, weren't you? He's like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Well, uh, listen, he's, yeah. he's got a lot of accolades. Well, sure he man. He's a five-star guy. They just keep coming in. I, I get that. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I didn't either fully remember because we've had some Trinity guys. Marcus Crowley, who's now at Ohio State, mm-hmm. was, was a Friday was Night Blitz. Tyreek was not. Uh, so I think that might have been the Bilal Ali oh, yes. year yes. from Clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I, I kind of forget, too. And um, it was it was good to catch up with him though, and and he's going to have a role. I mean, he's what's mm-hmm. what's neat about it. Sometimes, see, you get these guys that go to the big time schools, and then you, some of them do really well, but then others. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, you can get lost in the shuffle easy. They got a hundred players. Mm-hmm. They got five stars all over the place. Mm-hmm. There, there is, it's not over when you get a you're a five star and you you get an offer and you sign to go to Ohio State, does it automatically mean you're going to play and, and then someday go to the NFL? I think a lot of kids find that out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, yep. that's the catch. You know, we did this story yesterday with Fred Davis and with Miles Brooks, the two Trinity guys that are four- and five-star guys going to Clemson and Georgia Tech, and we're going to have that next week with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. And one of the big thoughts, for me at least, on that story not only is that you have these two talented kids and you have two of the best in the NFL and they're right down the street from each other, but I almost was hopeful that AJ and Jalen would say, hey, it's a long way from getting to that five-star next to your name and going to Clemson to getting here right. and being yeah. productive and good and, mm-hmm. and great. And that's a long road. There's a big difference. That has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, so, um, and I think they, Jalen and AJ were awesome. And so I think uh, we'll hopefully be able to portray a little bit of that and what they shared with those guys uh, next week when when we run the story. But I just don't know sometimes if people get it. It's actually my my biggest pet peeve about early commits is the fact that when if you commit when you're a freshman or a sophomore, there's a there's an idea there's a human is a human nature of you is to get complacent. Right. Mm. Human nature is to say I did it, I got it, I don't have to do anything else. I worked my butt off to this point. They want me. Well, no, there's a long road. You have to keep yeah. that scholarship every day. You have to earn that playing time every day. You have to get better. They're projecting you to be good down the road. And then you're going to go to a place, Ohio State, Clemson, wherever it is, and there's going to be five of you there. Yep. And you have to be better than those other four if you want to play. That's a hard thing, man, when you're 14, 15, 16 years old to understand. 
and wrap around. And, and I feel sometimes for the kids, that's why I think it's such a tough decision when you're a highly touted recruit. I think it's a hard thing. I don't necessarily envy them in their situation. Do you think they almost do the kids a disservice when they give them like that five star ranking? Because then you get a little, like you said, complacent. Um, you get a little comfortable as opposed to maybe like a two or three star guy or maybe a guy that has zero stars, you know, that has to come in, uh, try to make a name for himself and he has that chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I, mean, do I, you, I, I think a little bit, but I also, because uh, is there a sense of entitlement? Is there a sense of I made it? Is there a sense of, hey, look at me. I'm the cool guy. I think so, but I am more and more impressed with these kids. Fred Davis and Miles Brooks, man, they are down-to-earth kids. They mm-hmm. understand. I think they're now so used to it. They also know they're in the spotlight. There's a little bit of celebrity about them, that they carry themselves in a certain way. They they work a certain way, and they almost – there must be enough people around them telling them, at least the people we run into for the most part, that say, hey – this isn't over. This oh, yeah, means nothing. And you know how it works, right? Kyle yep. Trask, I think it was, coming out of Texas, he was like a two-star kid, and he had never taken a snap in high school. He wasn't even the starting guy in his high school. Yep. Well, as soon as like Florida offered him, he became like a three-star guy mm-hmm. or a four-star guy. That's how the system works. So oh, yeah. it's a little bit – it can be disingenuous at times, the three, four, five stars. It's just a matter of yeah. who finds you. As soon as Alabama says, hey, I like a kid, I offered a kid, well, there comes the offer for Florida, Florida yep. State, Everybody's- Georgia, everybody else. That's the way it works. It's interesting. I'm going through the list right now of uh- – USA Today's High School Football Player of the Year offense and defense. And granted, like, I'm sure maybe it's a little biased. I'm not sure how accurate it is. Um, but like, you go through some of these names, you know, I mean, 2017, Trevor Lawrence, 2016, Tate Martell, 2015, Jacob Eason, 2014, Kyler Murray, you know, so like, I don't know. I mean, and those like, are five star guys. These, I mean, and players these, are, the these are player of the year. Yeah. Leonard, uh, they don't get it wrong Leonard, very often. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Leonard Fournette was 2013. Max Brown, 2012. Uh, you go on defense. You got, I can't pronounce this guy's name, unfortunately. Uh, Solomon Tula Wupupu? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Plays in, playing at USC. But looking at defense, though, Sean Wade, uh, defensive back, Trinity Christian. That's uh, our guy. 2015. So he was the 2016 Gary. Player of the Year. Player of the Year. For USA Today. This? USA Today. For USA Today. No yeah. wonder why I didn't remember the Blitz. Our trophy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Our trophy. Our trophy better. is cooler, man. Yeah. yeah. I will say this though, picking up kind of uh, what you said, Brent, about like when we were talking to Fred and Miles. I think this goes back to because I've, I've kind of been talking back and forth with them for for a few months now, and I think one of the things that is really helpful for them is that they've always told me that they're kind of in, they're in a group chat with all the former Trinity guys before them. Yeah. So they've got, you know, the Kevin Tolliver, the Sean Ways, Tyreek. So they, they really get kind of a, not necessarily hands on, but they get a, um, like an inside look as to really how hard it is. I mean, look at a guy like Kevin Tolliver who, uh, coming out of here, he was, you know, highly touted in LSU. Didn't really make too many plays, you know, kind of hidden, but now, now he's, you know, in the pros. So it's kind of, he has that. Was he with Chicago? Uh, yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he has, he has a, a really, you know, nice look as to how the process goes. And then, of course, you have like a Sean Way and a Tyree, um, who are up there now and they, they can really tell them, Hey, look, when you get here, this is, you know, what it's like. You know, you think you've made it, but you really haven't done anything. That's a good call, too. And I think Trinity, at a place like Trinity, where there have been so many guys for years that have gone through it, and some have worked and some haven't worked, mm-hmm. I think it's one thing. I think if you go to a different place, and I'm just going to throw a name out there, I mean, I don't know, say it's at Creekside, mm-hmm. you know, and they've had talented kids and they've had guys that have gone Division two schools or lower level Division one. They haven't had a ton of guys, I think, that are going to Power 5 schools. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you become highly touted and you're a five-star guy. Well, it's easy there to be like, well, I'm the... 
I'm the best guy that's ever come out of here. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the this, I'm the that. I'm the man. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right about a place like Trinity. There's there's stories to be told of where it goes, good mm-hmm. and bad. And uh, that's part of the pipeline. And uh, it's it's pretty impressive with what they've been able to do. But I think you're right about that, how those guys have helped and give back. And in our conversation with Sean Wade, he kind of indicated that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's roommates with Tyreek Johnson. Right. So they have their their stories to tell and then also stay connected to Trinity Christian. I don't know if everybody has a chance to do that all the time at, at different schools. But it is a fascinating process. It's one that I think a lot of people, because of the celebrity, they envy it. Every kid we talk to at signing day that's a big-time recruit says, I'm so glad it's over. Yep. Every single one. That's it's, the first thing they say. It's it's stressful, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. You're still a kid, and you're trying to make a big-time decision. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure on you to make that big-time decision. Mm-hmm. All right, I brought you up to talk Jags. All right, asked you to come up to talk Jags. Glad you said yes. Let's talk Jags next on ESPN 690. Hey everybody, this is Brent Martin of the Greater Jacksonville Area Cadillac Dealers. Action Sports Jacks Stream 18 is just around the corner. September 16th at the Golf Club at Southampton. Thanks to our presenting sponsors as well, the Law Offices of Ron Scholes and the Players' Championship. Your business can still be a part of the event to raise money for St. Michael's Soldiers and North Florida Junior Golf Foundation. Florida Georgia Windows and Doors is challenging local businesses to donate $1,000. Join the $1,000 Charity Challenge at ActionSportsJacksDream18.com. Football season is back, almost. As we, the fans, anticipate the new season, Tailgaters Parking invites you to come experience the best tailgating at TIAA Bank Field. Tailgaters Parkers know that if you've never experienced Tailgaters Parking, you've never experienced tailgating at all. Tailgaters is on Talleyrand Avenue, right across from TIAA Bank Field. It's safe and secure with clean, permanent restrooms and a full-service bar and grill. Reserve your individual or group spaces now at tailgatersparking.com. Guys, the secret is out. If you want healthy sex, your body needs nitric oxide. And now you can boost your nitric oxide production faster than you thought possible with Ageless Male Tonight, the absurdly fast formula from the number one brand in male enhancement. Just take one capsule an hour before romantic activity. You'll get clinically tested ingredients that rapidly boost nitric oxide production, and it won't go unnoticed. Rush to Walmart and get Ageless Male Tonight. All right, it's time for some straight talk. You wouldn't pay $100 for seats to a baseball game where you can get the same seats for 50 bucks. So why pay more on your wireless where you can get the same 4G LTE networks for up to half the cost? For $45 a month, get our unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data from Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna Jar and Levine Studios. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 904-600-4000. That's 904-600-4000. ESPN 690. Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio. WOKB Jacksonville. Listen live everywhere you go on ESPN690.com. E- I guess we're not the only ones that do luncheons around here before the uh, regular season begins. Because Ryan O'Halloran is going to join us covers the Broncos for the Denver Post, and he's at a luncheon oh, okay. <laughs> out in Denver. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, so. he'll get to, maybe he'll at least get to eat. Yeah. Oh, you sh- get to eat? shots fired. What's up with that, man? I, I, you I'm know just, what it is? I'm just going to leave it at that. It's probably the newspaper guy stole all the food. I don't, I don't That's wanna, what happens. Wait, were they out of food or did you have to work and then you just couldn't get it in? Oh, TIA Bank is never out of food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. They're out of they a lot of things. Well, he was pro- what happened is 
you either sit down and eat or you're working. He was probably working. You're working. And then the food was gone by the time you, you're you able to sit down and eat. Fair Sacrifice. enough. Sacrifices had to be made. And Marcel really should eat more, quite frankly. Oh, wow. He weighs like 130 pounds. Yeah, also, but it's a common t- misconception. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, um, this may come as a shock, but I actually eat a lot more than people think. Okay. So you said fast metabolism. I, uh, and I have no problem with that. Yeah, it's all no good, worry. man. I mean, change. especially with basketball season coming up, you know, you got to be in shape and everything. So that Brent, will change. Brent can probably attest to this. He's well, maybe not as much, but Stewart and the other guy have seen me eat this continuously throughout the day. Like I have, I have two meals that I made, you know, at the house. Sure. I'm itching to scarf down. Okay. I thought I was going to eat at the Jack Stadium, but that fast metabolism, Brent. I used Stop to hating. have it. You used to have it, huh? Yeah. You don't have any more. Nah, not really. Uh-huh. No, but now that I'm working out, yeah, it's like you can it can tell it's cha- changing, shifting. Yep, it's all right. So now yep. that I'm doing stuff. By the way, big moment today. Speaking of, we're we way in at the Here training for Warriors. Flex cam. All right. Yep. And that's Flex not about me. No, it's not about me. Flex of the month. I'm sure oh, it's not. Oh my, uh, what's it? Uh, body BMI. fat. BMI did go down. Okay, good. Muscle well, index did I go so. up. I'm sure they probably lied to you in case of death. Uh, absolutely. You know, like they're, they're not going to say, well, you know what? You actually put on weight no, working what's out it, with what's us. What's that like machine? Do you ever get on that machine? It does all your body mass, your yeah, water in you. What's that thing called? That's you know? a, that's, that's, that's the, the BMI, BMI machine. Yeah. Like we're in the barefoot. Body barefoot, mass. And yeah, yeah, and you got to hold the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they have that, and that's cool. with us. But the greatest news today okay. is like the family's working out. So Oh, the, the whole family's out with you? Yeah. We go all together. I don't know how I feel about that. We go together most okay. of the time. Well, because okay. I want to feel good about myself. I can lift more weight than any of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just throwing Ty Woods up on the bench press. <laughs> it's like Ty. It's Confidence you got, booster. Man. Yeah. The bar. <laughs> really? Come let on, the, dude. Let the old man get in here and show you how it's done. <laughs> yeah, I got you. The best news is for Ty. So Ty checks in. In uh, the last, well, they got measured when we started this thing. I think around June, middle of June. Yeah. So uh, here we are in end of August. So about ten weeks ago, he was eighty-one pounds. Okay. He's 14 years old, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's 81 pounds. Yeah. Today, he's up to 86.4. Okay. Yeah, yeah come baby. On. Okay. Come lean on, muscle. Day. Getting that lean muscle put on. I like it. And it was muscle. It's all muscle. Swole session. That's I right. I like that. So uh, give that kid some food. Hey. You talk about metabolism. Brent, I'm just saying worse comes to worse. You know. <laughs> <laughs> do, what, do what you got to do, man. Nobody said you can. I don't think that's the best st- course of st- action. Hey. Put a little steroids in the Cheerios. I'm talking D1, man. All right? We're talking D1 at the Marno House. That's right. That's all I'm saying. They don't test until college is what I understand. <laughs> oh, boy. We are in the rabbit hole. I was kidding. Brent's doing the research behind it. <laughs> I don't know when the first P test is in college. <laughs> I think we need to check some Google searches. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll check that history real quick. All right. Uh, no steroids, really. Honestly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope. Yet. Um, all right. What do you have at the luncheon today? What did we learn? Uh, we learned that if you are in the presence of Tom Coughlin eating lunch, talking to whoever you please, um, that he is not okay with that. You have to listen to him. Uh, top moment of the entire luncheon. It was, uh, it was actually a pretty funny moment. It was kind of said jokingly, a little tongue-in-cheek, but I think there was a little bit of, of uh, seriousness behind it. Um, so the way they kind of started the luncheon was, you know, all the um, you know fans and ticket holders and everyone came inside, and, and they were able to get autographs from the Jaguars players. And after the autograph session, uh, the players, all, everyone on the team, for the most part, was there, um, was kind of dispersed throughout, um, uh, you know, the seating area. 
and and fans got to sit with the players. And you know, of course, you know, if you're a fan, you get to sit with the players, you get to talk, you know, ask questions, get autographs, pictures, and all the, all this stuff. Um, so uh, JP Shadrick introduces Tom Coughlin to come up and talk about you know the community engagement and how everything's been you know since the start of the franchise and whatnot. And as Coughlin's talking, um, you know, the players are here, you know, they're talking. Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, when 50 plus tables are talking, you know, the audible noise kind of increases. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so TC's just kind of talking, doing his thing, going on and on. And you can hear kind of, you know, in the headphones of my camera, the, 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 uh, audible noise kind of go up. And at one point, Tom says, Am I going to talk or are you going to talk? Oh, wow. And there was this brief, awkward silence, like, you know what? We'll just we'll pick this up after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zang. It's Tom's world. Um, then he proceeded to go into a pop quiz uh, about kind of you know some of the earlier Jaguars franchise um, things, but it was still pretty cool. It was, it was a pretty good good event. You know, nice to see you know when the players come out there and interact with the fans and all that. Uh, Look, so you mentioned a, a trip to London one for nine thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't usually do that. No, that's the first I've heard of that one. They, they actually had an auction, um, and typically you know they do their silent auctions as yeah. they normally mm-hmm. do, but this one was kind of in between um, some football talk, they had all the fans in there were able to bid on a trip to London, so they get to fly on the team charter, uh, stay in the team hotel, and of course get tickets to the game. So it's 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 sort of all inclusive uh, type of trip. Like you don't have to worry about the travel plans and everything, which is nice, which is which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of had our our little you know prices right type of bets about what it would go for. Um, and <laughs> what it, did you think it would go for? Uh, one guy said ten. Oh no, he said fifteen. I said nothing over ten. Um, and then uh, someone else, I think, said 12, and I think it went for That's nine. in the neighborhood. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Did they announce the starting lineups? Probably not tonight. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's that's what, when I played, that's what they, that's they did. What they, the yeah, remember? Remember? What, that's, this David is what Gerard? David Gerard, Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we, d- we did not get I any. I think they learned from that one. <laughs> I know, man. That was uh, that was a dark day in J-Moore's history. No, no starting lineups announced. Okay. Can, from a roster standpoint, the only thing I guess that was technically announced, which we already knew, was that Jalen was going to be locked up on Tyreek Hill week one versus Kansas City. Yeah. Um, but, and, and Well, Marcel tweeted it, but Todd Wash was up there, defensive coordinator. Right. Yeah. And I think – I was actually surprised it didn't make more rounds on it, but he said – uh, you know he'll he'll follow and travel with Tyreek, which he did last year too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Remember, remember last year Jalen Ramsey said he's a kick returner. Yeah, specialist. Oh, remember yeah, specialist? Right. Yeah, specialist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he made the Pro Bowl as a specialist. <laughs> yeah, I made it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I, I, don't, you, I don't think we're he, getting as much of that. Was he all Pro last year? I think Tyreek Hill. I, I, did he make All Pro? But I don't I'll know if we're getting as many uh, of those kind of comments from, from Jalen <laughs> to start the year. But anyway, Todd Walsh said something to the effect of, he said, hey, uh, he's a handful during the week, but we, we love, love him on Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so last year Tyreek Hill was a first-team All-Pro at wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can't say he's a specialist anymore, I guess. <laughs> no, he really can. <laughs> That's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, we'll talk more about that. So, anyway, yeah. uh, nice little thing for the fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no incredible news coming out of there. No, no, no nothing earth shattering. I mean, it was pretty much uh, at one point they kind of had a four coach panel. They had uh, Marone, they had uh, Flip was up there, of course, Todd Washington, Joe DiCamos, and and, and JP was moderating it and just kind of throwing some some questions at him, asking about the season and kind of their mindset and stuff like that. Uh, basically, all the things that we've asked them kind of throughout throughout the the coming weeks. Um, the one thing that I guess for me kind of stood out because you know typically we don't get too much out of Marone um, from stuff like this, but JP asked him about you know an identity theme because you know the past yeah, few yeah. years it's always been a hey, we're we're this we're this we're this mm. um, like specific this is what our ident- identity is. But Marone's response was more of you know 
we show up, we do the work, we know what type of team we want to be, but our identity is made up of how we perform on Sunday. So whatever we want our identity to be, it's going to be reflected on our performance. That's such a coach's answer. Yeah. Because, seriously. <laughs> it, it is. It is it, well, it is because <laughs> no, it is, when yeah. people ask your identity, what yeah. they're looking for is, are you a run team? Right. Are sure. you a pass team? Right. Are you a defensive dominated team? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no doubt what their identity is. Yeah. They're a dominant defense team. Like yep. That's what they, they are. Until right. they prove otherwise, that's what they are. Now, can they run the football? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Can they? Are they? Are they like Baltimore Ravens? You kind of know what they have been. Now they might change this year, but what they have been is we play defense, mm-hmm. we play physical, we run the ball. Mm-hmm. That's it. It all goes hand in hand. We're not trying to put up forty points again. Kansas City Chiefs a little bit different, right? Yeah. And, uh, the Rams a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I know they hate the identity question, but the fact is, if you don't have an identity, you're probably not doing well, right? Because yeah. An identity means you are doing something well. True. Even if it's just one facet of something, you're doing well. Well, the Jags' identity the last few years has been their defense. Their defense has been a top five defense. Sure, it was way better in 17. But when we talked 17, we also said they are a run, physical, dominant defense team. Yeah. So you added things in. Mm-hmm. Well, last year they were just, they have a good defense. That was all it was. Well, was that and they couldn't, you know, run the ball? Well, you're injury riddled. Yeah. Your offense stinks. And you have a good defense. That's what you added in there. Yeah, so yeah. this year, the question is, do they? Do we say, are they a dominant defense and they can be an explosive offense? Like, that's what I'm yeah. curious. I don't but, know. Let's, or let's do we be, just say they run the ball? But let's be honest, though, Brent. How many teams can you name in the NFL right now that have a dominant defense and explosive offense? That's a good, good call. Yeah, I mean, because Chicago's funny, yeah. not that way. No, for whatever reason, like, it kind of goes either it's, you know, you have the dominant defense and you play s- serviceable offense, or you have the explosive offense and you don't concern when you talk about defense too much. It was Seattle like that? Seattle, uh, I mean, that's not a bad comparison. I don't know if I would go on as far as but saying they were explosive on I offense. I think they were physical on offense because yeah. they, they have to pound the rock. But you, you know what else is interesting? Like, is like the Patriots aren't necessarily an explosive offense. What's their identity? I was going to ask that question actually next. Was what's, what's the well, Patriots' last identity? Year their identity was they could run the football. Yeah. And true. And play defense. Mm-hmm. That's how they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now over time in in past they have been okay a weak link on defense even mm-hmm. in the middle years there and but explosive on offense. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. And and by the way, the Jags. Here's what the Jags don't get credit for because we labeled them and gave them an identity in 2017 is that they were a dominant defense, a run physical offense, run oriented physical offense. Well, they actually had a lot of explosive plays yeah. that year. They mm-hmm. were the sixth ranked offense in the league. And, and you know, everybody said, well, yeah, they, they had a couple of games that tilted it. And that's why they're the number one runoff. The bottom line is, if you go look. They put up 30 points sometimes. When they had to outscore somebody, they did. When they needed to make a play on offense, they could, especially in the month of December, especially against Pittsburgh. When they needed to come up with some of those things, they could. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay if you're not labeled that way, but can you do it? And that's kind of my point with this offense is can Nick Foles find a way to throw it downfield to Chris Conley? Can D.D. Westbrook take a 12-yard slant and make it an 80-yard run, 80-yard play? They haven't had a lot of that, at least – for a long time around here, mm-hmm. 2017, I think, was the only year I can remember that they showcased a little bit of that. Keelan Cole was a part of that, right? Yeah. Keelan Seattle Cole game. had a nice year. That Seattle game comes to mind. Yeah. So, uh, and Leonard Fournette, by the way, 80-yard run against Pittsburgh. Right? I mean, so you had some memorable plays. 
Oof, hadn't been a lot of them around here for a long, long time. That's not just this regime. I'm yeah. saying for a long time. So I, I've been sitting here trying to think of, can I name one team in the NFL that has an explosive offense and a dominant defense going into the season? And actually one only comes to mind. If, if you sit back and think about it, there's one team, I think. And it's funny because nobody talks about them. And I, I'm not talking about the Browns because I think they have to prove themselves on defense, especially offense, too. Not talking about the Steelers. Chargers. Chargers are but explosive. No, I, I think there's a more explosive offense out there than the Chargers. Maybe the Rams? No. Vikings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got yeah. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Delvin Cook in the backfield, Kyle Rudolph, and you got a pretty dominant defense, and no one's talking about them. Yeah, that's a good point, and I think a little bit of that, they don't believe in Cousins, because Cousins True. just hasn't been able to get it down at a big level. But we Although did we just, had some good numbers last year. Did, oh, we had great numbers, yeah. but yeah. didn't get to the postseason. Yeah. We just gave you actually a couple examples, though, of guys, the teams that you could debate whether they do have pretty dominant defenses and can Steelers. still get it after the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. But we, the Rams are one. The Chargers yeah. are one. Yeah. You know, uh, We'll see if the Chiefs can play defense, mm-hmm. but you brought up Minnesota. I think that is a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fascinating when it comes to it this. One last thought, because he did mention this, I think, the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Again, an overplayed thing. If you win, you usually get along, and chemistry is a great thing. If you lose, it starts to splinter. I have heard on numerous occasions, though, and I don't really know what made it this way. Was it last year? Was it something they did in the offseason, or is it just a natural fit that that this team really does like each other? <laughs> yeah. Listen, we talked about it a lot. You played on teams that don't necessarily like each other. Yeah. Uh, D.D. Westbrook brought up they had guys going in different cars and clicky and this yeah. last year. Yeah. This team, you get the feel that, and I, I think that's, you got to give some credit to Nick Foles on that front, I think. Yeah, I will, I will yeah. say that definitely does seem that uh, we have a lot more of kind of the separate groups kind of, you know, intermingling and everything. Uh, not just, you know, when we're in the locker room doing interviews and stuff, but even just kind of in common areas before stuff like this, before the luncheons kind of started, they were all kind of congregating downstairs and everyone was just kind of there collectively as opposed to, you know, group one, two, three, four, and five. All right. Uh, it doesn't mean anything, by the way. Yeah. I'm just telling you, I've been through this enough where it doesn't Wins mean anything. Losses, man. The only thing Until you end up 1-0 and or 3-1 and yeah. or 2-5. and <laughs> Hey, well, stay for another minute because I want you to ask you about the Reigns thing. Johnny Bachman stops by for TV timeout plus balling and falling. We got a lot to get to on ESPN 690. All right, about to kick action sports. Jax Marcel Robinson out of here so we can go do some work. Uh, but before that, I did want to uh, get your thoughts. High school football, the Reigns Vikings. Marcel's working on this project that uh, we're calling Making of a Program. It's our second installment, really, of it. A couple years ago, we did St. Augustine, and we followed their program. We did basically like a documentary on it. Well, this year, a little bit different. Reigns, two-time defending state champions. Uh, Marcel spent a lot of time with the program and will continue to do so all fall. We'll have like a seven-episode miniseries is what I'm calling it, on uh, making of a program, The Reigns Run. It started over the weekend. Check it out on Facebook and YouTube and all those channels uh, that you can find it on. But it's pretty cool. Marcel, off to a good start with that. Tell us a little bit more about it. What do you got to come in maybe episode number two? Uh, coming up on episode two, it's, uh, everyone's really known as known uh, Reigns is kind of the neighborhood school, you know, Northwest Jacksonville. So uh, we, I went and talked to the neighborhood guy, head coach Duran Wiley himself, and we took a little walk up and down the neighborhood and just kind of talked about a few topics about, you know, football and the kids and, of course, the shooting in, from last season and how it, it affected everything. And so it was a pretty good time. It's very hot. Yeah, very hot. Very hot. <laughs> That's what happens when you go do a summer project. Duran's awesome. Uh, and part one, by the way, if you go check it out, had to do 
a little bit with the turning point of their program. Right, right. Like, you know, because they were kind of, they had a lot of down years. And then all of a sudden they were bad leveled out. He did okay. But mm-hmm. how did they go from here to state champions two years in a row and, and now what they've built? Uh, really good. Check it out. YouTube, our Action Sports Jacks channel, Facebook, Action Sports Jacks. And on the Friday Night Blitz, we'll always uh, share a little bit of it on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Good work on that. Look forward to uh, seeing part two. Cool. Thanks, man. Have a good uh, rest of your day. And go find your shades. <laughs> Which one? I got about three of them downstairs. <laughs> I've got some in my bag, but you probably don't want to wear those. Swagless. They're shades pretty cool. Starting to cloud out. You may not even need them. Go today. get your clutch man purse there it satchel. Is. There it is. For the record, I do not have a man purse and or satchel. <laughs> I'm going to buy you one. Uh, thoughts on fanny packs real quick, yay or nay? Uh, I wear one when I, when I warm up for flag football, just to put my phone in it. There just, we go. But that's See? about it. Yeah. I, I don't walk around with them for fashion. I didn't make fun of fanny packs, although. No, uh, if you, I'm trying if to, you came I'm in trying here with push, one on, I probably would. Listen, I'm trying to push fanny packs, man. I think they're, they're serviceable. I think they're, they Go to the Jags purpose. game tomorrow night, you get a fanny pack, I think. Do you, you know, know why? You because that was now. a very 1990s thing. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. So seriously, we got a free fanny pack? Yeah. Do I get one? Too? I don't know if you get one with a credential. Oh. I think you have to have a ticket. But I could probably give you my tickets. Cools, don't forget we have tickets to give away today, in fact. Oh, we have to give away a ticket. Give yeah. them to me. <clears throat> Producer Coos. The Rock, he sported a nice fanny pack. There yeah, we go. Did. All right. If the Rock's You're rocking out of here. We've got to get Bachman in here to tell us about Dorian. TV timeout guy. CBS <laughs> 27. Fashion Fox talk 30. Uh, Coming Thursday up. or Friday. Give it to us, man. You're not the weather guy. Uh, by, by the way, just want to let you know, we might have to sub you out for Burrish sometime this week. Yeah, you might not get Burrish. I mean, maybe you will, but Burrish is busy down there. He's already busy care. down does there. Does he know who I am? He doesn't, but I'll tell him who you are. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He knows who you are. I know. No, he knows hey, that, who I am. He stole my time last night on TV. <laughs> well, this is kind of this is kind of pressing, Brad. Uh, with all due respect to you, Mike's gonna steal your time for a long hey, it's, time. It's I'm payback, afraid. I feel yeah. like. Here's my thought on on stealing time. All right, so we had a little bit of a, a back and forth with the producers last night on TV because okay. it was three straight shows that my time got cut. So and, you, and you were upset? I was a little upset. Fair enough. Not like outrageously upset. No, but, but fight for I, your time, Brent. I respect that. But you just said the right thing. See, in our industry, we got to fight for our time. I yes. can't tell you it's okay that you take 30 seconds away from my two-and-a-half-minute sportscast because that's how we've gotten to this point in <laughs> local like sports. Yeah. So I have to keep fighting for it. And like we do plenty of sports, we get a lot of time, and we do a lot of half hours, all this stuff. But you got to make sure that they know it's not okay. So last night was about making sure <laughs> it's not okay. Intimidation, I like it. It's not intimidation. <laughs> it's it's you should have seen him flex into that it's camera. It's fighting like, for the industry, man. Yeah, he's got to let us know. It's not okay. It's okay. fighting for the industry. Okay, it's, it's not okay. I'm gonna remember that for when my stay in your lane segment gets cut to about thirty seconds yeah. every single day. <laughs> now, now the other side of it is. If they were to tell me tonight mm-hmm. that, hey, we're not doing sports, oh, tonight's a little early, but say like yes. Friday, Friday, we're not doing sports because we got a lot of weather stuff going, no problem. Oh, you don't care? Okay. No, no, no problem. I, you yeah. don't no problem. I get it. I get okay. it. That's okay. fine. Okay. You, you, you're you on to something. You might not have sports on Friday. <laughs> yeah. You definitely won't have sports on Saturday. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, right. John Bachman, give us the latest, man. Hey, everybody, is everybody freaking out yet? Um. No, not at all. But there is already the the, the run has begun yeah. at the stores and yeah. at the gas stations. So oh, gas too. Now again, they're gonna restock, so don't panic. If you go and you can't get your bottled water right then and there at Publix or Costco or Winn Dixie or wherever you're shopping, they're they're restocking. It's a constant flow. It's coming, but the run has begun, and the gas stations have also started to see some of the fuel pumps 
you know, empty out, whether it's the the low grade stuff, whatever. So some of the places, most places have it. Most pla- ha- most gasoline is not a problem at this point in time. Not a problem at all. Uh, water is starting to be run on in some places like Costco at town center is out today. They're getting more tonight. Wow. So they're going to be back fully staffed. Now they're starting to limit it, right? Costco is going to start limiting at Publix in some places. I think I saw like three, three only or Publix, I think three cases limit. Costco is three or four, I think I heard. Um, anyway, so it's it's starting to happen. But that's, you know, in a way it's good because people are getting it early, which allows these stores to supply and resupply. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, there won't be that last-minute run, which is a good thing. Yeah. So people will get what they need. You might not get it the first go there. You might have to go back, mm-hmm. but you'll get it, and everything's going to be just fine. Uh, as for the track, I did just talk to Mike before I came up here. Um you know, the, the latest update is coming out at 5 o'clock, so be sure to tune in on CBS 47, Fox 30 at 5 o'clock tonight for the very latest track. But the one that came out at 11 o'clock today um, was was a significant upgrade. It, it, it changed. It, it became a hurricane. It, Dorian is no longer a tropical storm. It is now a hurricane, and it's kind of dodged some of the main blockers, if you want to call them that, the, the main defenders of of making it a, a, you know, keeping it a small storm. Way to throw in some sports terms. Thank you. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice like job. it ran through the line, and it was kind of like they it dodged that 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 interior lineman, and it's now in the secondary. <laughs> like Frank and Taylor kind of it's in an open, One day they could be on the goal line. It's in we'll open see. water, and and it's, it's eventually it's gonna you know the water is warm, and so it will have a chance to to run for a while. Yeah. Okay. And build some strength. High step. So, What's that? Might have a chance high to high step. step. It's going nice. to high step. Yes. And, and I don't, is this the first time ever a hurricane's been, been compared to a, so. to a running back? You're making uh, radio history. Radio history. It's the first time I heard the word high step in a couple of years. Well, that's like Deion Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that's what it was from. I was, duh. Anyway, anyway so, so yes. Yeah, so that's, that's where we're at. So it's, it, it, it's, um, you know, it's it's definitely becoming a storm now that is, I mean, it's always been something to worry, to worry about, but now it is really, you know, they're saying could be a hurricane category three storm by the time it hits Florida. Now, that's the other thing. The track is still wide. We don't know exactly. It could hit South Florida. It could hit Georgia and anywhere in between. And that's where we're at right now. It could still shift South Florida. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I think if you talk to Mike, he still thinks it's going to be like Cape Canaveral area. Okay. That's where you know the center. Now, right now, it's it's kind of pegged more toward Daytona, right? Daytona. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Where the center. Where the center. And again, that's yeah, just the that's center. Wide, I get they're, they're, what it what it is is that's the the, the you know kind of it's all probability, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got sort of the 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 deviations all the way from South Florida to to, to Georgia. And um, the thing about it is, is even if it does hit, let's say, Daytona or Cape Canaveral, Jacksonville will be on the side of that storm where we'll still feel some impact of the storm. Now, how big the storm is, how strong it is, will, 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 you know, that will impact the what we feel from this, right? Mm-hmm. But we could get some, you know, tornadoes spun out of this thing. Depending on how big it is and how close it is, we could see some bands, out of bands, drop a lot of rain. Um, we've got a higher than normal surf because we've got a, a full moon, um, so that's adding to some 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 of the concerns about potential flooding. So all of these things are things that we're keeping an eye on. It's the, the stuff that uh, Mike gets paid the big bucks to break down for us. And again, there's still a lot of time that all, we could see minimal impact or we could see great impact because of this thing. It just depends on how how 
long it has to build and strengthen, so how strong it is, and exactly where it hits. And uh, we don't know any of those things for sure yet. Let's talk about scheduling because yeah. I think there'll be some updates on Thursday. Still look like Thursday for Florida State and that's Boise right. State. Which is tomorrow. Even some yeah, high, yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah. And high school football, uh, there are some games. Now, Ponte Vedra's going out to like the Tampa area. They're still on, they said today on social media. I think it's North Marion and Palatka have moved their game up to Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, it's interesting how they're going to treat this because some mon- it's kind of a Sunday night into Monday time period for us right well, now. Well, right now Mike is saying Sunday. He's just saying Sunday. But okay. it does look to me, it looks like some of the models are saying Sunday evening at, at, you know, would be kind of the prime time. But we'll start seeing the, I mean, depending on, again, where it hits we could feel some of it before, before that. that. Yeah, that's, that's sort of like the, the landfall marker would be like Sunday evening you know, t- time frame. The good news, I mean, kind of good news, bad news, because everybody's going to have to work over the holiday weekend here, but it is a holiday so from a school standpoint on Monday, yeah. school's already out True. in the area, so they don't have to worry about that part. Uh, so what else will we find out tomorrow, do you think? Uh, is tomorrow kind of like a deadline of sorts it's for just a lot a, of decisions? I think... For for one thing, the Boise Florida State the Boise State Florida State game the the city has said they're going to wait until tomorrow to make that call. That's it's just such a big game for the city. It's a big game for the networks and all these other things that they want to make sure that they have a really they don't move it unnecessarily yeah. and all those things. That being said, the reason they're waiting till Thursday is because that's sort of the typical time when meteorologists like Mike Burrish can can pinpoint with more accuracy when this thing's going to hit. A better idea of where it's going to be because that's a whole 24 hours from yeah, now. We got four more reports. So that's that's it. Where that's, that's it. Gonna so be, think yeah. of how, think of how much this has changed in the last 24 hours. Yeah. So so they're that's that's kind of the last point where they can say, all right, this is we we got a pretty good idea and we need to make a call now because it's now two days or you know two days away. So let's make it now. So it gives them enough time to make the change, but it also gives them enough time to have a pretty good feel for what's going to happen. All right. Uh, well, the next 24 or 48 hours probably pretty critical because then you're talking about uh, eventual or possibility of evacuations and, and where do you go. But, I mean, obviously now I said this before and I, I don't say this loosely. We're well rehearsed these last few years. If you've lived in this area, so you kind of at least know what a backup plan might be for you, don't you think? Here's what's so fascinating about all this. Of course, we, we, we remember... Matthew and Irma, 16 and 17 here, because they, they impi- impacted this area greatly. And they weren't direct hits. They were, they, we, this area has not had a direct hit since Dora in, I believe, the 60s. 60s, yeah. Right? So, so, but they had a huge impact. And it was really the big, the first time in a very long time that this area has felt mm-hmm. much of any kind of an impact. Uh, from a storm. And so I think that that's why you're seeing this early run today on supplies. I really do. Because, and especially with Michael last year, Michael was devastating. It wasn't this area, but it was close enough and devastating enough that I think people were like, whoa, all right, let's, let's, let's take this a little bit more seriously this year. So uh, that, that is probably a little bit of what's happening. Now, part of the reason they're going to have to figure out this game is because no matter where it hits, let's say it hits central southern Florida, you're going to have a lot of people headed this way. Traffic could be some kind of a concern by yeah, Saturday. Yeah. We hope if and it's a bad enough storm, Sunday. we hope people are leaving, right? Yeah. And so and so they want to make sure with this game, if they decide you know, to move it up, it gives everybody a chance to get to the game and then get out of here if they have to, that kind of thing. All if right. they do that. If they do that. All right, man. Good stuff. Uh, yep. Go, go uh, check it all out. Tell everybody all about it and uh, hope everybody's safe. 
but we'll keep our eye on Mike Burch. And, and I'll say it again, CBS 47, Fox 30, uh, tonight at 5 o'clock, John Bachman, uh, Burch will have the latest update, the entire First Alert uh, weather staff. Also, WOKV-FM, uh, Burch pops over there and gives updates. Uh, the First Alert weather app. Talking to Tropics, talking Mike to has tropics. a great blog that he updates yeah. regularly. And, you know, if you're not near television, you can at least get that information at your fingertips. And Kuz just said we posted that on our ESPN 690 Facebook page. Oh, that's yeah, fantastic. Every time there you go. Good, cool. good, good. So yeah. does that mean we officially kind of have a weather guy on ESPN 690? Well, yeah, listen, this I is think, what I was yeah. asking here. Yeah. Like, so, you know, we're obviously we're, we're plugging Mike Burrish a lot. We and, are. And that's awesome. I mean, we have to. He's, he's a weatherman. But, you know, we got John Bachman here, and we plug him as well. But John Bachman's actually in the studio. I'm wondering when Burrish goes and does like his hurricane stuff, are we getting, are we getting plugged ourselves? Like, hey, Sunday it could be a hard hitting hurricane hitting Jacksonville. Speaking of hard hitting sports, ESPN <laughs> 690 Radio weekdays <laughs> three to six. Like, um, is, is he gonna do that? That'll probably be on the uh, the back end of this. Yeah. Okay, well I'm just saying, man. We're giving him a lot of love. I, 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 I like the way you think. That's, yeah, the, that's the only way, way I'm thinking, hey, man. I'm thinking about the money. By the way, yeah. way to fight for the industry. I'm I'm like the industry he's taking a lot. He's taking from the best. He just went full circle. I'm learning from the best, man. Way to fight for the industry. All right, Johnny Box. Thanks, hey guys. Man. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thanks for having we'll see me. what's up. And see if uh, Mike can carve out any Mike, time. Mike, no, I'm just kidding, dude. We'll get Mike up here. I'll bring him up here tomorrow. In fact, maybe I'll send him up in my place. You'd probably rather hear from him anyway. Tell him I have breaking news from Iowa. He'll be here for sure Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, right, guys. uh, Hey, more to come. Ballin' and Fallin' included on ESPN 690. Welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. 430 or so on a Wednesday edition. Just a reminder, you guys are going solo tomorrow. We are. You're not really going solo because there's two of you. Plus, Marcel Robinson and Stuart Weber will be jumping in. Yes. But I'm heading out of town. You know, I was going to try to do radio from Columbus. But uh, yeah, that would have been a pretty cool background. Well, I couldn't. It's it's hard to take all the equipment because we need it for Friday night and everything else. Or oh. I would have joined you, but I just couldn't yeah. logistically make it work. It's all good, man. Uh, I'm already we, screwing we everybody over on the next two days and on TV Thursday, well, Friday. That's what happens when you have a, a Hall of Fame wife. Hall of Fame wife. What are you gonna do? But anyway, well, we'll have some fun with it. Yeah. At least it's the fourth preseason game and not the third one. I don't know how I would have. I might have had to wiggle my way out if it was the third preseason you, you, game. You may have been FaceTiming the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, from, I might have from Jacksonville or Miami or wherever. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> uh, but anyway, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, the cool thing is this is kind of a neat day for uh, Steph, I think. Uh, hopefully she has fun with it. I, you know, It's funny. When you when you get this thing, I don't know how you are because you're now going to the Murray State deal. Sure. It's like, oh, that's really cool. And then you're like kind of downplay it. It's probably not that big a deal. Yeah. But I think tomorrow will be a really cool day. Uh, for her, seeing a lot of people that she hasn't seen in a long time, and she's going into her high school hall of fame up there in uh, the Columbus area. That's that's really cool. Yeah, uh, live on the wall forever, mm-hmm. right? So that, that's awesome. But it's a really cool day for us too because, let's be honest, Steph gets a little bit overshadowed. <laughs> it, like our twenty years of marriage has been kind of like about me. Sure. You know, yeah, it's this like, is going to be her, her weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it, like from a professional standpoint, it's like we go, okay, we're moving to Louisiana two weeks after we get married. Okay, let's go. We're going to move to Providence. Hey, we're going to Albany, New York. Yeah. Now let's go to Jacksonville. What the heck? I mean, have you ever <laughs> been there before? <laughs> you know, our schedules revolve around like the Jaguars hold us hostage. The NFL yeah. hold us hostage. Yeah. I mean, and she's she's like the best. It's not easy. She's a trooper. Yeah. It is not easy on the uh, – I've. Uh, Trust me, it's not easy on the the wives side of things. I, I think like coaches think that way. There are yeah. probably some professions oh. that are like that, right? Yeah, I mean coaches, you know, man. But but yeah. the coaches, I mean, it's a tough deal to be a coach's wife. Yeah, and 
I, I'm not trying to relate our job like that, but our job can so in football season around here, depending on what mm-hmm. part of the country you work, like our like I seriously can go I can sleep in my own bed and not see my kids yeah. for like four days. I mean, just uh, some days I'll be are honest, like that. man, and uh, you don't have to justify it to me because it's like you're always saying people ask like, how's it working with Brent? And you know, I'm I'm not trying to blow you know. S- smoke up your butt basically but i mean it is what it is like i say you're the one, one of the hardest working people i've ever met because you're constantly either doing the this show or you're working on you know like the the tv side of things or you're doing some interview i mean it, it never stops so um you know that's something as when i was a player you come in the locker room i guess i didn't realize how much work you put in into your craft i just thought you're a guy who comes into the locker rooms you talk crap about players behind their back and then you get the <laughs> interviews and then you're out no i'm just kidding no, i'm just well, kidding no, that's a good point because i've actually thought about that yeah at times you know it, with athletes it's like like they don't care what we do but they have no idea how much work goes into it yeah and, and everybody's different again this mm-hmm. isn't like pat on the back but i'm just saying they the the the, uh, the thought of an athlete is well they work really hard on their craft and Correct. they do and they work hard on their body mm-hmm. and and all these things they, they're in the film room they're in this they're this it's a long day mm-hmm. well i guess the point would be you're not the only one yes now, Listen, I'm not getting hit 50 times on a Sunday. I, I'm not mm-hmm. claiming to be like it's harder or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people out there, listen, and it's not just our job. A lot mm-hmm. of people that buy tickets, they work their butt off. You know, Correct. it's not just them that are working hard. Yeah. And you almost do wish at times. Now, keep in mind now, a lot of these athletes are young. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 22, 23, 24 years old. That's a tough thing to kind of understand. They're they're kind of concerned with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. not really concerned with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But uh I think there are guys that understand that, kind of have an appreciation for it. Guys that get a little older through the, you know, you can bet uh, Larry Fitzgerald, whose dad worked in, like, the media business, kind of understood, mm-hmm. under knows, knows what the hours are like, knows what the this is like, knows what the climb, the the, the grind to exactly. get up. The latter is a little bit like, and I feel like a guy like Calais, who's been around it, kind of understands it, at least sure. from a respect standpoint. Um, and it's, Dayton Jones is another prime example. He's yeah, like, I he understand well, one day you guys are going to want to talk to me, so I want to talk to you now. That's you right. Know, like that's the, good perspective. He understands it. You yeah. kind of really appreciate the guys that get it. Exactly. But again, I don't say I don't think that's exclusive to like people in the media. I'm yeah. saying there are people in their own building mm-hmm. that are working their butt off and maybe putting in even more hours than they are, of even course. though they're working hard. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, it kind of brings us full circle to uh, the wives part of it. It's not easy on the wives part of it. Not easy on the wives. But uh, my fav- my favorite story I always like to tell yeah. is that. This is how like uh, a bad dad I am, and most like in football season especially, because yeah. I had to drop something off in like January to Kaylee's yeah. class. Yeah. Uh, in I guess it was she was probably in like seventh grade. Yeah. Or sixth grade, and so I go to the front office mm-hmm. and I said, "Yeah, I got to drop Kaylee Martino." Oh yeah, Kaylee. I, okay. She's like, uh, "What's the teacher's name?" Uh, <laughs> uh, Whoops. Uh, I yeah. have no idea. Let me text my wife. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a bad moment. Yeah. It was See, a really bad moment for me. My, my, I guess my whole life plan here, the way it's shaping up, Brent, give me like three more years, and then my wife will take over, kind of like that Brent Martineau role, where she's going to be busy nonstop because she's just trying to have her degree in medicine, and then I'll just be chilling, man. I mean, I'll, I'll be watching ESPN. I'm not saying that's what Steph does. I'm sure Steph does a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm not trying to play her side. I'm uh, saying what, what I'm going to do is I'll be watching ESPN. Plus, every day, we're working for the ESPN radio show. And <laughs> that's going to be it. You might be on dad duty, though, uh, I might be on dad duty. Yeah. It gets hard. you got to drive them all over the oh, place. Oh, parent-teacher conferences. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you some advice The funny that. thing is, the early years are kind of easy. 
I think it oh, gets harder because you've got to drive the, them everywhere. Yeah, and dealing with the other and then the attitudes, parents, and they I talk know. back to you. Can like, parenting got hard when they start talking back to you. See, I'm not even worried not about my kid talking back to me. I'm worried about more like the parents at the Little League. I'm just yeah, actually, worried about that. if I was that. your kid, I probably wouldn't talk back to you either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we go to break, Kuz, uh, I want to do balling because I promised FSU fans uh, a little something. And did you see Andrew Baselli? I did see that. Uh, did you see that on social yes, media? Yes, Tony Baselli's son, Andrew Baselli. This is a cool story. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that we thought was done with football and had had enough. And he was a highly recruited kid, uh, an offensive lineman, and then said, you know what, I had I don't know if it was love of the game. Uh, there, was a, there was a lot of circumstances. But either way, gave it up for a little bit. Comes back to walk on. Didn't have a scholarship. Walks back on. Yep. And then yesterday after practice, uh, Willie Taggart and the staff at Florida State made this announcement. Andrew Baselli. Where you at, Andrew? Baselli. 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 Coach Tag, who feels like you deserve a full scholarship. Oh, yeah. Love it. You know, and, and here's the deal with this. So, Baselli's a cool, in the, good kid, smart mm-hmm. kid, smart kid. Uh, we had a com- the conversation I had from Media Day last week, and you can tell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you Randy Clements, the offensive lineman, said uh, his intelligence is invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't think he's going to even start here, but he's he's definitely in their rotation. And they could play multiple lineups of linemen or, or get more guys because they play so fast. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. But what I think is kind of cool as you talk about, and I'm not saying uh, that Andrew Baselli was ever like this, but I think when your dad's Tony Baselli, played in the NFL, uh, well-known guy here in Jacksonville and beyond, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, soon to be, we hope, sooner than later, but it's going to happen. I think you can kind of take that and be like, ah, yeah, I'm, you know, you talk about entitlement, right? Exactly. Well, here's a guy that, that wasn't sure he wanted to do it, which probably took a little bit of stones to do that because my dad played, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's a little bit of pressure. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, I'm not saying Tony puts that pressure, but it's just built-in pressure. Exactly. Yeah. And then he goes back and says, you know what? I do want to do it, and I don't care if I'm on scholarship. I want to do it and earn my way back. Yeah. And uh, I think it says a lot about that young man that, first of all, he took a step away, yeah. then decided to go back. And now has earned himself a scholarship. So good for it. From a from we're talking about wives and kids, everything. Yeah, that's yeah. a proud papa moment right there. Oh, it has to be because it's like you said, Brent. He earned it. That that wasn't deserved. You earned those opportunities, and he definitely earned it. So props to him, man. We'll get your ball. We got a little following as well coming up at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. All right, let's get after this here as we approach five o'clock. Ryan O'Halloran coming up. We'll talk a little uh, NFL around the league as we get ready. Do you believe it? A week from tomorrow. Oh. Fantasy football's back. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. The, hey, who wants to be in our like pick emails are going around? Oh, I yeah. saw that today. Yeah. I'm just I'm deciding excited. how much money I'm going to spend to get in all these things. <laughs> That's the problem. This and month is back. always rough. <laughs> this month is always rough on the bank account for fantasy. I, I believe in the lottery system and saying, if you can't, if you don't play, you can't win. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm all for trying to get in. All right. What you got from balling, man? Balling. So, uh, for back-to-back days, for maybe a back-to-back NL MVP, probably not because I think Bellinger's going to take it, but Christian Yelich uh, was featured on the show yesterday. I told the story of how Roxanne J 77 took it upon herself to reach out to Yelich on Twitter after it was announced that Christian Yelich would be part of the ESPN The Body issue. Roxanne tweeted, It's really sad that you didn't give a thought about all the young kids that idolize you before doing your naked photo shoot. Distasteful with a straight face emoji, I think it's what you call it. I don't use emojis, Brent, so I don't know. It's like the one where his mouth's just 
straight. A straight line. I think straight I don't face know how emoji. To describe emojis, but that sounds good. Straight, straight face. face emoji. I think okay. that's good. Okay. Uh, Kristen Yelich then retweeted uh, w- w- with a comment, um, relax, Roxanne. Well, you thought it would have been done there, but let's listen to Kristen Yelich's walkout song last night against the St. Louis Cardinals uh, as he took his first at bat. That's awesome. Roxanne by the police. Game, set, and match for Yelich. There's no coming back from that, Roxanne. All right, you tried. You got mollywopped. Uh, just get off Twitter <laughs> and let it go because Christian Yelich is rocking your world. Uh, at least the Brewers won something last night because they didn't win the ball game, unfortunately. But, uh, of all the things that you do, <laughs> just trolling. I love you it. You don't use mollywopped enough. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not That's sure where that term came from. I don't yep. either. Brouhaha, mollywopped, Pier 6 brawl. I can go on and on. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right, here's my fallen. When is Zeke going to get in? The NFL, even when is he coming back to the team? When's mm-hmm. he gonna, I mean, <laughs> when's, like, Melvin Gordon, I feel like there's a little bit more, I don't feel like there's communication, and maybe that's just because Jerry Jones is always talking. You know, Jones He's is not afraid of a microphone. Yeah, and so, yeah. Well, and then they're they're actually very transparent, the Cowboys are, because yeah. of that. They sure. answer questions. I mean, he got in trouble a little bit for it by calling him, calling him out and yeah. having some fun with him. Yep. But uh, what is it? Ziku. Ziku. Yep. But you don't get that from the Chargers. They're very no. quiet. They kind of handle it like most teams handle it. Cowboys kind of a different animal in that respect. Mm-hmm. But therefore, Melvin Gordon's situation, like if he doesn't play, I probably has a little bit of a West Coast thing to it as well. But yeah. if he doesn't play, it's like. Okay, like he kind of said he wasn't going to play, and I kind of believe him. Like, I don't think he's playing. But he's still but one of the top backs in the league, though. He is, you know? but they also have other people. And so I don't yeah. think they – like, it doesn't feel like that team needs to rely on Melvin Gordon like Dallas needs to rely on Zeke. And so that's yeah. why the Zeke situation to me is bigger. And, I mean, to, now we're to the point – here's Jones talking again. He says, fresh Zeke for the playoffs is okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, man. I mean, the pers- – like, now they're they're almost justifying – that okay, this is fine if he doesn't even play for the first couple of weeks, and how he predicted a playoffs, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, I, it sounds like there's been offers. Remember, Ed Werder came out with that that he was there, there was a decent offer. I think made him second highest paid guy. Correct. And then I think last night I heard even right here on ESPN 690, I think uh, some of the shows that there was an offer that got him closer to the girly contract, which mm-hmm. is the richest one. So. I guess I'm kind of tired of it. How long are we going to go with it? And we've got a fantasy draft on Tuesday, so we need to know. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. I feel like with that ownership of the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, seems like a pretty stubborn individual, you know? And I think Ezekiel is kind of firmly planted in his stance where he feels that, listen, I had the the most rushing yards last year in the NFL. I want to be the highest-paid running back. Enough said. And I think you have Jerry Jones who – is Jerry Jones. You know, this guy uh, is kind of the who's who in terms of NFL ownership. He's always out in the spotlight. He was in the movie Entourage, for crying out loud. <laughs> and I think Jerry Jones is very adamant that he sticks to his gun. So I'm not sure how this is going to shake out, Brent. I really don't. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, I think it's actually a coin flip. You know, I, I don't see Jerry Jones budging, and I don't see Ezekiel Elliott budging. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you that then. Yeah. But you got to make a call. Who, is, who's going to give in? Well, I, I just say this. I don't care about the giving in or not. No, yeah. As much as is he going to play? And there's a second question of that. Is he going to play like by week one? 
Yeah. Man. See, I here's what I I think he will play. I think I don't I don't envision the Cowboys playing without Ezekiel Elliott. Now, yeah. If that means Jones caves or Ezekiel Elliott caves because he he wants to go, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But I think he's going to play, and I don't think he's going to play at the two years whatever's left, like thirteen million dollars. I think he's going to get a nice payday out of this sure. to play. Now I have a little bit more hesitation about ready in week one. We're getting close now. I mean, we're like twelve days away from the season, and he's not in. And I think you have to make sure. I think he'll be in good shape. But I think you also have to be careful with a guy that comes into camp this late and how you use him. Uh, so, but I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say he plays this year, and I'm going to even say that he's back by week one. I think this gets resolved in the next eight days. You know what? If this was his fourth season, Brent, I would say that he was going to hold out and demand more money. But this is only his third year going into his fourth season now. It's not like you know, it's not like the Bell situation where Bell didn't want to get tagged. So. Yeah, I think Ezekiel it comes back. All right, and with Melvin Gordon, I think he, oh, I don't know about Melvin Gordon though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Melvin Gordon's. You don't think he's gonna come? Well, I'm or, gonna say this. I don't think he comes back by the season. Okay. I think, uh, but once you get to that that uh, cutoff date and that credited year, maybe he's back by then. Sure. Uh, but I don't. Th- I'm not even planning on Zeke. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Melvin Gordon for the first couple of weeks. Okay. If I'm them. All right, right you, you got Fallen. We'll ask uh, Ryan O'Halloran uh, about that in just a couple of minutes. Yeah. He'll join us. But uh, what do you got for Fallen? It's that time of year, Bren. It's the big three basketball playoffs. Oh. Yeah, we've been really talking those up. I think it's uh, been on Fox 30, by the way. Tune in. It has been on Fox 30 and also CBS as well. Good call. Uh, Katino Mobley, um, former hey. NBA planner, was not happy. Ha- Ram, baby. Yeah. Well, was he really? Yeah. Well, how great. Uh, so he was not happy that he couldn't be out there playing with his teammates uh, for the, check the notes, for the power, he plays in the power team, they're called. And uh, look at how he's, he responded to Michael Rappaport here when Michael tried to coax an interview out of him on the bench. My, my man, you're looking at me like you want to put hands on me. Please, please, I'm before I put hands on you. I ain't like, I'm not Stella Rooney. Get off of me, man. Yeah, yeah. Did he go Scalabrini on somebody? He went Scalabrini on him. Now, that that was, interview was not done in a submarine. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to the sound there. But, yeah, basically, you know, Michael Rappaport is a guy who uh, likes to push the buttons every once in a while. And uh, needless to say, your Ram there from Rhode Island was not having it in Catino Mobley and threatened to put hands Coutinho's on him. Catino's still playing, man. That's amazing. Yeah. He had a nice career. Yeah. Long, long professional career. All right, when we come back all around the NFL, plus back to the Jags, Ryan O'Halloran will join us from the Denver Post on ESPN 690. Uh, So fans of Serbia's Red Star soccer team um, have parked a decommissioned tank in front of their stadium ahead of last night's Champions League qualifying playoff uh, match against, and this is not an exaggeration, the Swiss team Young Boys. Get a better name, uh, get a less aggressive name, but the Red Star Machine is being prepared, the RSB fans' website said. The Red Star's fans have dismissed the idea that the parking a tank in front of the stadium was provocative um, to invoke violence um, up for debate. Kind mm-hmm. of aggressive, though, to park a tank out in front of your a stadium. aggressive. Big time. A little bit more aggressive than a little six-year-old or five-year-old football hit. Thank you very much. Sorry we're not sorry, Reese's. <laughs> I like the Reese's part. Yep. Sponsor element. I was going to say. Cut the check, Reese's. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Probably should give this a couple of seconds so you can just clip that part out. Like, I like Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a huge fan of Reese's pieces. No, dude, I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. 
Here, here's a real question no before we wrap up. Who's? I think they're all good. <laughs> yeah, but I think the peanut butter cup's way better, man. It's yeah, not like, close. Yeah, like I don't, like I, I just have don't really the, like even at Halloween. It's a combo. They have the Reese's peanut butter cups with the Reese's pieces in yeah. it. Nah. I don't, I, I'm a little traditionalist when it's I get my teeth. Reese's. Come I don't need all no. that stuff no. in there. No, it's gonna rot your teeth. Uh, it's kind of like Oreos. Like, can we just go with Oreo and the double stuff? Do we have to have all this like strawberry in there and mint? Yeah. And I actually don't even mind. So the mint's pretty mint good. Ones are pretty good. <laughs> you said mint. I was trying to fight. Man. I was <laughs> like, pretty good. Don't you talk about my mints like that? I always thought like the thin. Like you put less of the filling. Like why would why would someone want that? That's a good point too. Uh, why would they? Right. They, they, more they, a, you know what? They taste different. They're not as good. Brent, I have, before we head out here, one more snacking question for you. Cheetos, crunchy or puffed? Both, actually. <sighs> but you have to pick one. You have to pick one. Yeah, pick one. That's my go-to hurricane food. Uh, crunchy I will or puffed? go puffed. I usually... Oh. I usually go with the cheese balls. Like, you just get a oh, big tub of them. Oh, we have cheese balls oh, at home yeah. like all the time. But shame on both of you. You know what's crazy? Like, my kid likes he likes the Flamin' Hot. Oh, yeah. The flame, oh, I mean, don't get me started on the Flamin' Hot. You like dude. that? Oh, yeah. Dude, so my meal every single day after high school was Flamin' Hot Cheetos with some chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ty, get on that, dude. Oh, yeah. Get see on see that. how I turned out. There all right, hey, tomorrow an update on all these games. A reminder, check out CBS 47 and Fox 30 and WOKV on the FM dial to get the latest on Hurricane Dorian and what does it mean for games on Friday night, games on Saturday night, Florida State and Boise State. I'm evacuating to Columbus, Ohio. Marcel Robinson, Stuart Weber, Coos, and Austin Lane have you the rest of Have the a week. safe trip, Brennan, and congratulations to Steph. Thank you very much. Have a good night, everybody. I think Melo can still average 15 to 18 a game in the right system. But there's only one system, and that's wherever LeBron James is. I think that's Melo's last hope. The Stephen A. Smith Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. on ESPN 690. As the peak of hurricane season heats up, put your trust in Chief Meteorologist Mike Burrish and the Action News Jack's First Alert Weather Team. Constantly tracking the tropics, on guard, ready to inform you on a hurricane's path towards Florida. Download the First Alert Weather app now so you'll be ready for severe weather first. Your safest place to be during a storm is with Mike Burrish and the Action News Jack's First Alert Weather Team. Rated the most accurate weather forecast for the last 12 years on CBS 47 and Fox 30. The response to Beards Diamond's five years, zero interest with no money down, has been so spectacular, we're extending it till the end of September. This is the best deal of the summer. Take advantage of the rock-bottom prices Beards is known for and spread your payment out over five full years without paying a dime of interest. How about a $6,000 Takori or Viragio ring? You pay just $100 a month. Or a pair of diamond studs for $3,000? You pay just $50 a month. Take advantage of this incredible offer being extended till the end of September, but only at Beards Diamonds. Get her that designer setting she's been dreaming about and spread your payments out over 60 months. Don't miss out on this incredible financing offer. Just divide your total price by 60. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.